0: Well, we've been keeping a close eye on the midterm results from the U.S. for you. It's still very much up in the air. There's still a lot of votes to be counted. They closed uh, the voting, well, at least they're meant to be closed, closed the voting about an hour ago in California, Oregon, and Washington State, as well as Idaho. Um, Polls in Hawaii should be closing now in about an hour in Alaska. So the votes are being counted as we speak. And it has been an interesting evening because really the, uh, the bottom line here is still very up very much, the end of the story has not been written, uh, so to speak. We don't know who controls the Senate or will, who will control the Senate coming out of this. We know it will be very close. Um, we don't know who controls the House of Representatives. It looks like the Republicans are on their way to being able to make up those five seats they needed to do so. But it is not certain yet. Votes still being counted. Some big races going on. And on the governor's side, there's been some interesting results so far tonight. Um and it continues as well in Washington State as well. So last we checked in was about a little, a couple of hours ago. We were talking to someone on the East Coast. So let's now head all the way out to the other side of the U.S., not too far from where I am tonight in on Vancouver Island. Mark Allen-Smith is a professor of the Department of Political Science at the University of Washington. Thanks so much for your time tonight.
1: Yeah, glad to be here.
0: So how's it playing out? I mean, it, it looks like it was closer than expected. We don't know how how the story ends just yet, but uh, it doesn't look like a red wave, at least not yet.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing a red wave. Um, a lot of these these races, as you say, are are still uh, waiting to be called. But you can you can do projections based upon where the votes are currently coming from and where, uh, you know, we could go sort of county by county. What what remains to be uh to be counted, and and if you do that in places like uh, uh, Pennsylvania, that that looks like that's going to be a Democratic Senate win there, which um, is that that was supposed to be one of the, one of the closest ones, so certainly one that Republicans were hoping to take. Um, similar thing playing out in uh, Georgia, that one could go to a a runoff. They they have a uh, system where if nobody gets an outright majority, then there's a, a runoff election, and that that has a, th- a third party candidate who's uh, got I think maybe one one and a half percent, and that's um, enough to uh, possibly prevent anybody from getting a majority, so that one could be going to runoff. But um, that one also, Democratic candidate looks looks uh, stronger than uh, than was expected. So I'd say that that um, is uh, you know it, the Democratic candidate is likely to have more votes, even if it's even if it's not a majority.
0: Yeah, what do you suspect is going on? Because, I mean, often the polls aren't always right to me in the way that it's covered isn't always correct. But there was a sense, I think, at least what's, what we're hearing from Democrats this morning and reading about it, was that they were concerned. I mean, even in Washington State at one point, people were talking about, well, you know, you never know, uh, even though, you know, uh, your Senate rep has been there, Patty Murray's been there for, for, for a very long time. Uh, but right. it seems so far that it hasn't played out that way.
1: Yeah, I, I'm surprised by that. Um, I, I do think that Patty Murray uh, ran a, a pretty lackluster uh campaign with with uh kind of the same television ad um uh saying that her her opponent uh was going to eliminate abortion rights in in uh, washington and uh, that, that's a pretty good message but it it's just that seemed like that was her her only uh message uh at least based right. on the tv ads that i was seeing uh whereas uh tiffany smiley the opponent had a more distributed kind of uh you know message hitting, hitting a few things um you know inflation and crime and some issues that she thought played to her her, her advantage. So, um, I, I thought Smiley had. If it was going to be a big red wave, that would have included included Smiley. But it, it was it was always a long shot.
0: So, what do you suspect here? Did everyone just sort of hold their nose and go vote for? I mean, it looks like people sort of looked at the candidates. They didn't exactly vote. Uh, they way they might have. Uh... In, in 2020 uh but were people simply sort of going back to what they would normally vote for sort of looking at both things and saying neither of these neither of these two parties is impressing me too much right now so i'll just vote for what i usually vote for
1: yeah i, I think that's part of it and uh i think people are less susceptible to persuasion than, than they used to be so the um you know normally at a midterm year the uh the out-of-party um, gains gains uh, quite a bit of seats, and it looks like the Republicans this year are going to gain less than uh, the out-party out, out normally does. And uh, I I think that just could be that people's preferences have have, have uh, solidified, so that some of the volatility you saw in previous elections, it's just we're, we're in a more stable pattern now. And um, you know, states like Pennsylvania and Georgia are pretty evenly split between the parties. And then the, the, those votes are close. And uh, I think you can make the case that the Republicans nominated candidates in both of those that were not their strongest possible candidates. So that makes a difference, too. Uh, famously, this summer, the Senate Majority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell said, uh, you know, hey, candidate quality still matters, which uh, a lot of people took as him kind of making a backhanded uh, slap at at uh, the quality of some of his own party's candidates.
0: Yeah, I, I think that, that's what I was mentioning um, a little bit earlier was just that there are, look to be races here, especially gubernatorial gov- races. But there look to be some races there where the candidates selected perhaps for their fealty to, you know, election denial or their fealty to something else in the Trump arsenal may have actually hurt them in races where they could have been expected to maybe win or at least do much better, considering the, un, you know, the unpopularity of, 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 uh, of, of Joe Biden and the Democrats right now
1: yeah for, for sure um the arizona center race uh, or sorry the arizona governor's races will be an interesting to watch if uh carrie lake one of the one of the prime election uh deniers uh if if she ends up winning you know that would that would be a a a big deal i think i think she came in favored and uh so far her her results aren't as strong as, as i think uh people were expecting so she she could well end up losing that and as you say, uh, overall, the election deniers um, haven't done that well tonight. Um, some of them are still winning, of course, but uh, so, but not as well as people were expecting. Yeah.
0: How does this all then, uh, you know, pretend then for 2024? What do you think? I mean, often it's funny. The elections never elections never re- really repeat themselves, right? We have all these great storylines. This is going to happen. And, of course, it always ends up being different. Uh, but how do you think this might influence what uh, what happens in 2024 if, for instance— a lot of Trump back candidates don't do well because eventually an electorate gets bored of hearing the same message. It could be the Trump message is running out of steam.
1: Yeah, that that, that certainly could be. Um, so I pay attention to the to the prediction markets, um, which are attempts for people to uh, kind of put their money where their mouth is instead of just spouting off like, "Hey, who I think they're going to win and such and such." You can uh, it's 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 a market like a stock market, and you know candidates rise and fall, and you can put your money on. Uh, candidates that you think you're going to win. And um, so Ron DeSantis in Florida did have a rather large um, win in his governor's race. And as a result of that, the, his chances of becoming the Republican nominee are, are up about 10 points um, tonight. Wow. And, and Donald Trump's odds are, are down by about the same 10 points. So uh, DeSantis is now, at least according to the prediction markets, favored over Trump to be the B- Republican nominee
0: Wow, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure Trump will love that. Uh, they've already they've already they've already started fighting. They haven't even
1: yeah, it's already been a battle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and Trump try, has tried to come up with an, a nickname for DeSantis. I think he called him uh, Um and that that That's didn't right. go over so well.
0: <laughs> the thing about DeSantis that was interesting is that they were. I was watching a breakdown earlier this evening of his ability to attract uh, the Latino vote in Florida, and it's growing considerably over time i mean he's he's solidly in In fact if anything florida has become a red state which is which is interesting having watched florida over the years
1: yeah for sure uh in 2020 or sorry 2020 uh you know 22 years ago it was the decisive state of course in that long uh battle that ended up in the, in the u.s supreme court yes uh, so it's it's been like the the bell bellwether, you know close close state for quite a while and if um if if it if it has shifted red, um that's certainly a notable development and, and I I think that that's the case.
0: Yeah, so any any last thoughts on what we I guess we won't know. It's still, I mean they're still counting ballots. We'll see what happens to the Senate. We don't know who's you know, it could all come down to Georgia again. Uh as you mentioned, they'll have to have a runoff if no one gets fifty percent and then it's all down to that whatever's left, right? Um it, it it will be it will be close. But often I guess it would favor the Democrat in that sense to some extent. But um yeah, I mean, and, and the House of Reps, I mean, it looks like the, the Republicans should be able to take control of the House of Representatives at this point. They seem to have made the gains they needed.
1: Yeah, they're, I think they're on track. They have lost about four seats that they were projected to win, um, a couple in Ohio and I think a, a couple in uh, North Carolina. Um, so they're, uh, if a if, uh, you know, small handful more go in that direction, than then their expected House win wouldn't materialize but at this point. I think if you were predicting, you'd, you'd say they are still going to take the house,
0: and then the Senate would probably end up being, you know, fifty-one forty-nine or fifty-fifty. I guess again, it looks it looks that like that's where we're headed.
1: Yeah, fifty. So if if uh, Democrats do take Pennsylvania, that's a that's a plus one for them. But then uh, they might well lose in Nevada, which would then even that out. So we'd be back to fifty-fifty, and that's and that's assuming that um, Democrats hang on in in uh, Georgia. So you know a couple couple permutations there could could shift things and it could be a while
0: before we know right i mean we could be waiting again for a few day for a little while before any of this becomes uh becomes final and well december if it if it goes down to the runoff in georgia
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> well, well i'll let you get back to it it'll, it'll be another late night i remember this is always the, the the truth of the uh the truth of american elections you do you do watch for a long it could be an all night affair uh, mark allen smith thank you so much
1: yeah sure thing. glad to talk tonight